0: this is the second unpack session this is your chance to be a fly on the wall as we unpack separation anxiety and penelope's full case plan with christina if you're enjoying the podcast follow or subscribe to be sure you don't miss an episode but now it's time to settle in with us and unpack so obviously the three main kind of behaviors are the separation anxiety which is not really a behavior separation anxiety is many behaviors the lack of confidence in response to new and novel items, N- not so much environments like objects, items specifically, yeah. and the lack of just overall independence, which is tied to the separation anxiety. Um, the management in place we've we've sort of talked about a lot is really, really solid. the The meds made a world of difference. I know once we got the right level for her to be just comfortable on a day-to-day basis, the physical exercise routine is just like... Chef's kiss, top notch. She plays yeah. and gets a walk in the morning before you leave, plays and walks in the evening and goes to agility for funsies once a week. We like that. So good. So good. So good. And you can see like more confidence, I think, at the agility now that she's built up more comfort in that environment than you would expect from her. So that's such a good thing to keep building and keep pushing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something I actually,
0: I don't know if I wrote it down somewhere, but I had the thought of, I think it could be really cool to see if your agility instructor would start kind of like running point on some of these drills with Penelope and having Penelope look to another human. Mm. in that moment and build up just a little bit of like confidence and attack while you're on the other, you know, the first run, run it with her and then step away and then try and build up to have your goal be that the instructor could run her on the, on the agility course while you're across the room. That would be big. That would be huge for confidence and independence. I don't think I wrote that down, but I had that thought.
1: You know, it's interesting enough that my train, the trainer literally on Friday, last Friday mentioned, she was like, I have I have noticed a difference in Penelope's confidence, even while she's here, the Yay. way she interacts with the other handler and her, all three of us, basically, how she's not as mm-hmm. attached to me in that environment now. She will go say hi and want love and affection from the trainer when she's that's supposed great. to be on the teeter.
0: <laughs> and I see <feel>, it. Well, <laughs> well yeah. we're not really taking the agility too seriously. So that, that's okay. That's good. Yeah. You know, um, I think that the reason that I would I would do that here, where I wouldn't always say like, "Well, let's just pass the leash," because we have a lot of agency here during the agility. There's no leash; she yeah. could just walk away. She could run back to you at any point she wants, exactly. right? And she probably will a couple times. And that's something that we that that we take as information. Um, but I think that it, it it sets it up to be confidence building. It sets it up to build independence. It sets it up to have environmental reinforcers that are like those secondary reinforcers because you know uh what's the easiest item on the agility course for her her favorite one a frame the a frame okay and 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 she likes it and every time she goes on it or goes over it she gets a treat right mm-hmm. so the treats the primary reinforcer right over time, because she's done it hundreds and hundreds of times now. That a frame is now a secondary reinforcer. It's also reinforcing to her. Mm-hmm. So there's gonna be a lot going on because you built up so much reinforcement in that place on those items. It's gonna transfer over to that experience with a different handler. I think we have a lot of opportunity to use that Friday Friday. Is it on Friday nights? It is. I have Yeah, no life. that's how I would spend my Friday nights <laughs> I Are you. Kidding me? I heard cow. that, I that like... sounds
2: divine. For a Friday night, oh, that
0: would be so much fun! Because you know you're gonna be you're gonna be with another dog nerd and your dog. Like uh, those are the yeah the only two people I want to be with. Don't tell anybody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's awesome that you guys are doing that. That's such a great opportunity to. I, I second everything she just said. It's a great opportunity to remind yourself like this is the place. This is the place where I can push it a little bit further and feel mm-hmm. confident and not feel uncomfortable. And if something does happen or does go wrong or doesn't go as planned, these people are here to support me. Mm -hmm. And knowing
0: like worst case scenario is she'll opt out of something. Yeah. Worst case scenario. She's like, I don't want to do that. Okay. And she'll just run back to you Yeah, before anything else. She's not a dog that's lashing out in any type of way. And these moments would never be tied to the separation anxiety because she's never going to be left there. So there's not going to be any of those feelings there. Whereas I want to be working on similar things with your family, but at a way less level because I actually want to work up to you being able to leave. Yeah, Me and too. have it. Well, I mean, you do leave, yeah. and she's not cool with it. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: she's actually doing really good today. I actually checked on her before we started, and she was not by the door. She was by the couch.
0: Oh, the oh awesome! Head.
1: Yeah, awesome. You yeah.
0: know, I don't. I definitely don't talk about it a lot because, like, he's not really home alone often. But Remy sulks hard when I leave like even when when my husband's here he's like Remy just sits by the door the whole Mm -hmm. time he doesn't Mm -hmm. play with his toys when I'm here Mm -hmm. he'll just go grab a toy and go swing it around and play like oh he's feeling good my husband's like he doesn't do that when you're not here like I I recognize and I see it more than I want to if I'm being honest um Mm -hmm. probably a lot of dogs are suffering from the level of separation anxiety that that Penelope feels but their owners maybe aren't as in tune to it yeah. That's just, that's just the truth. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I think uh, an example
2: an example of that, Christina, I'm sure you've seen it is when people will film their dogs coming into the bathroom with them. And then they tell that story about how in the wild dogs watch each other's backs so that they can go to the bath. That ain't true. That dog mm-hmm. has separation anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that means that you cannot use the restroom without your dog coming in. I also struggle to manage Enzo's separation anxiety. When you create a lifestyle where your dog is with you all the time, you will inherently accidentally condition in these things that you really don't necessarily want. But that is a consequence of living so closely with my dog. And it's something that uh, is like a risk versus benefit to me. Um, So I just try to mitigate the symptoms of overall separation anxiety as much as I can. So I don't want, I I certainly don't want you to feel alone. You're just really in tune to the fact that your dog is suffering and that you are uncomfortable and that you can't like leave. And (laughs) you would be surprised in a way that we don't. Correct. And you'd be surprised how many people, this is this, these topics don't even come up to them. They're not even aware that they need to seek help for this. So I'm really proud of you. <laughs> I, Thank you. I know I, deal like,
1: I I just don't want to be th- that neighbor, you know, because I know that she vocalizes when you. I'm not around. And I don't, I, want, to, I I don't want to be that, that neighbor.
2: <laughs> yeah. Good for yeah. you to care about. Society has rights. They, other people around you have rights as well. So I really appreciate that, that you consider that too. I do mm-hmm.
0: want to also just say that, yes, I agree with that. But also, I believe that you've gotten Penelope's vocalizations down to a level that is, per. it's, it's like 20 minutes max on the, mm, on yeah. her worst days. I'm like, to me, that's reasonable. If, I agree. If, if when you leave, your dog barks for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, and then they're done for the day, like, you've worked down to that level. So yes, society matters, but also, but also, you're in a condo, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. If they so don't
2: like, want to hear dogs barking at all, wall, they need,
0: then they to, need to live at a different place. I, I yeah.
1: They need agree. to go
0: to apartments that don't allow dogs or they need to be in a single family home, which I know not everybody can afford. Like we rent a twin and we recognize that we share a wall with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's our landlord. So there's no excuse. Like, I, I have to keep. The barking. So I get it. I do. But I also feel mm-hmm. like, but he also has dogs and he understands like, yeah, they're going to bark a little like dogs bark. Mm-hmm. So I think no barking, unfair, unfair expectation. Mm-hmm. And I think you've worked really hard to get her there. Um, I'm I'm not going to stop bragging on you because I know how much work you've put in up to this point,
1: Um, mm-hmm. which kind
0: of leads into not, not the next one on the list, but the bottom one, the routine and just how you got such a clear, consistent routine for Penelope. People don't want to make that accommodation for their dogs. They, people they, they don't, don't want, want make to make that accommodation for themselves. No, no. That's a tough adjustment so for You're people. doing and awesome. <laughs> yes. The consistency that, that, that you have in her life, I think, is so important. And I do not think you would be anywhere near where you are without it. I think if everything else fell away and you had this consistency, like this mm-hmm. is the most the most important thing for a dog like this because it's predictable. And without the predictability, she has nothing to like latch on to.
2: Mm -hmm. Discipline, discipline and staying with this routine, being really disciplined about making sure that you just show up for that every day will carry you places that motivation, inspiration, all of that stuff will kind of wax and wane, but just showing up every day will get you results that nothing else would have gotten you. So it's like literally the most important foundational piece that you could have and you already have it. So it's, like hang on to that yeah. <laughs> and tell yourself that like on days when it feels bad or like you're maybe not making progress I showed up so overall right. I am making progress and it is okay
1: yeah and it then it the last get, can be sorry go ahead it can be challenging sometimes and you do get kind of like oh
2: Discard- yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
1: it's normal yeah. I haven't had too many of those days as of lately
0: so good. that's good <laughs> Yeah, it's a good improved, good sign of progress
1: exactly
0: another thing that we we do with a lot of separation anxiety cases is sound masking but that's something that we didn't feel was necessary because she's not sound triggered which is awesome i think separation anxiety is most dangerous when it's paired with the sound sensitivity because then they have these triggering moments that you're not there to help with mm-hmm. which is <laughs> it sucks <laughs> yeah so you know, I'm, I'm, is, I'm
1: i might be throwing a wrench into things and i didn't i didn't, I didn't. Talk about this before, but she, I think she has confinement anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. she definitely. Oh, like yeah. I got mm-hmm. rid of the crate. I think I actually, maybe I did mention. I that. think you have I,
0: mentioned that. Yep.
1: I got rid of the crate completely because she's like never in a crate anymore. Which
0: I don't, I don't know that you need a crate because she's not destructive. There's no other issues. Mm-hmm. And having her be in a really small area was anxiety inducing. It wasn't helping. It no. it was harming. I think there's opportunities to potentially, if we create a little bit more, you, you can create some type of space. You can use a pen, you can, you know, uh, maybe put a gate so she can't get to the front door to just block her from like the the mm-hmm. area that's kind of like the worst of it. Um, I, I just of, am the opinion that dogs don't need to be near front doors. There's like no good reason unless they're going through them. Yeah. Like I agree. So, so I love to have <laughs> gates in front of the door in your house. So they just can't get to about two to three feet. And that gives you p- places to put your shoes and put your, th- and it just becomes like the dog free zone. Um, I have a double entrance to the front specifically yeah, picked it. this place because I'm like, oh, that makes me feel a lot better for that reason. Um, but he still hangs out right at that door. Um, <clears throat> so we could create a pen, In her case, I think it would, the time we would take to work on any type of confinement would set us back and there's no need for it. So I just, in this, I didn't feel like it was necessary. I I would rather focus on building up a really, really strong reinforcement at a station. Specifically, I think the bed that's right around the corner from the door Mm
1: -hmm. and getting her
0: really used to laying there where she's not staring at the door, obsessing over the door. Even if she's just kind of listening out, that's better than being at it. Um, I I would rather focus on that than closing her in because again, in in every other aspect of your life, there's just no need. Gotcha. Okay. Now, if you got to the point a year or two from now where you felt like the separation anxiety was really in a good place, then I would suggest getting something wildly different from whatever you used before. So like a cloth kennel, maybe. Like if you used a, a a metal wire one, get a cloth one or get a plastic one and then start to work on it really casually with um as like a almost emergency preparedness thing because in a vet or grooming emergency she will be kind of old,
1: right? right like
0: that's just the truth if you have like a sudden need to um travel or if she were to escape and be and be you know held somewhere just it, it's one of those things where it's not a priority right now but if some of these other priorities are taken care of it it might be worth working on that one day especially if you're like oh, separation anxiety is done. We're going into agility. Okay. Now she needs to be comfortable in a kennel.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Which is where I was kind of going with that. Cause when my trainer said that you have to be, they have to be created until they're run. I was like, oh, well, we're out.
0: (laughs) So I would go ahead and get a cloth kennel. That is bigger than what you need, because that would still be allowed at an agility trial. And Um, we can start introducing it to her as a novel item, unzip everything, leave it open in your living room for like the next month or two. And that's where you start. And there will be no pressure. You're already ahead of the curve. There you go. I have
1: everything. I have a metal one, a plastic one, a a pen. I have it all. (laughs) She owns my house.
0: The pen. I think you could use that to put in front of the door, like Mm -hmm. to block that off. I think, I, I, I think that would be something to try especially in combination with building up the reinforcement of being on that bed. That's not her place bed. That's right around the corner and it's been right around the corner. Like that's yeah, the spot it's been, been for a while. So
1: yeah. Still there, right, right there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Okay. Anything to add Jerry to that was management, but with some other kind of other things sprinkled yeah, in. I think everything sounds awesome. Okay. I was just going to add a couple of
2: things that you had already said about um. Just different ways to use crates, introduce them, not use them, have it, you know, all the things, but, but I do agree, um, you know, Enzo doesn't use a crate other than when he chooses to go in it and lay down, but he is crate trained because I'm paranoid about, you know, this, this really big, powerful dog. I know your dog is much smaller, but just the thought of him being freaked out inside of a crate. And if he gets loose or if whatever, whatever, whatever at the doctor or at the vet, um, mm-hmm. I just think ultimately at some point you're going to have to think about doing that. So take as long as possible in the process. Like she was saying, just, you've already got the stuff, just get it out and start working on it. I've seen some really cool stuff in other countries where crates aren't allowed the way that they, um, kind of manage and, and give their dogs these little like areas and rooms. It's really cool. So there's, there's stuff down the road, you know, when you get there choices, you don't just have to put them in a crate.
0: Hey, I just had to
2: what, recondition
0: here. <laughs> I I just went through that whole process with Remy because of the car kennel.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw
0: that, and he no, got stressed again excited. over the weekend taking him to my parents on like a thirty-five minute ride, even though he was fine for like two hours last weekend. So, got to bring it back inside, work on it some more. Yeah, yeah. It's the
2: same with Enzo. I don't. Um, he he's weird about things in the vehicle, so we can be fine. And then something happens that I may not even see or know, or it might even be me, my energy, my attitude. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm rushing the children, he can feel that. And he's like, uh, I don't, uh, you know, and then here we go. Now we're backwards. So, and I, I just have accepted that that is, I've just accepted that this bothers my dog. And no amount of me wishing it to not be so is ever going to change it. So they all have their little things, you know, that we're we're working on. You're not alone.
1: The car is a whole nother story. We won't get there. We won't go there.
2: I grew up up with a little poodle when my my grandparents passed away. We got her. And then I also had a cockapoo um, all growing up. So I'm actually very familiar with the, like, the disposition that Penelope has that personality. Like I grew up with two dogs. <laughs> when the, when yeah. Madison, when I watched the first video, I was like, Oh, I already know. <laughs> I already know.
1: <laughs> yeah. She's so I pie, can, though, I can feel it. But that there it's, there's a, a little lot, neurotic.
2: a lot of intelligence inside of that little dog. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I'm a very sensitive, intelligent person as well. So I can understand. <laughs> And so is Madison. So I understand. And you probably are too. We attract, yeah. you know, our dogs, we, you know, are very much like us. So it's kind of funny.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: You're
0: like, yes, yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: as a
2: matter of fact, I am. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Okay. So some of these skills that we wanted to start developing and we have started developing, are the scatters in a way to desensitize to novel items. So bringing them more out into the world and taking off some of the pressure from that. So that way it's just like freebies, freebies, freebies. Um, The stationing, as opposed to a a place command. It's a little bit different, like a little bit different from go to her bed um, to counter condition to the pre-departure cues and building up a little bit more resilience to the frustration, especially in the context of enrichment. I'm not surprised that she's also an easily frustrated dog. That that to me makes sense. What, what does that look like in agility when she gets frustrated with something?
1: So, you know, she he just jumps. So the teeter is our main right. frustration. And it, I think it's partly to do with the movement because she'll do it when it's um, completely blocked off. So when there's zero movement, she'll do it. Uh, But as soon as there's a slight bit of movement, she opts out and she will go halfway and then jump off. Hmm. So um, she just (laughs) quits.
0: And what does she do right after she jumps off?
1: She'll come to me. She comes directly to me.
0: Yeah. It Um, sounds like
2: she gets frustrated. She has a really hard time self-soothing and she will immediately. um, I call it. And I know dog. I'm not saying that dogs are thinking at this level but when yeah. humans do it it's like they're smearing their emotions all over the place it's almost like she comes and dumps them on you
1: because she's not sure is that is that accurate or i would i would agree with that it's like she's like i can't do this i need your help
0: and it's okay. and it's, okay.
1: it's weird i don't know if she i don't know if they really do this but even when she's uncomfortable outside like say she has a piece of poop stuck to her foot okay like when she she immediately comes to me and I have to figure out what's wrong with you. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? So it's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, you got poop. Maybe you got poop stuck or, or whatever. And something's wrong with her. And she's always decoding her.
2: Like you're trying to always figure. Okay.
1: Yeah. And even if um, I have a lot of hair and so does she. So she'll, she might get a piece of hair stuck in her, in her tooth. So then she comes to me and I'm looking at her mouth and I pull the hair out and then she's fine. Mm, okay. <laughs> What is it's like a toddler that literally cannot talk yeah. She comes over to me yeah. and I'm like now I have to figure out what's wrong with you yeah are you, are you dying like what's going on I mean at some she level does it in agility too
2: at some level you want that because you want your dog to feel comfortable coming and trying to communicate with you um but when she doesn't have any autonomy that's where I start to go okay how can we help you determine this is a thing I need to help you with or this is a thing that we need to we're going to go past this right now (laughs) which is much like a toddler I feel like I'm talking about my five-year-old right now (laughs) like okay this is not you know you need to go to someone else for this or how can I help you figure this out which some of you mean you can't explain to a dog that they need to pull hair off of their canine tooth like that's I get that yeah okay
1: yeah, that. or right. even uh, some of her puzzle toys. like she'll just walk away. Like the snuff, like I got her a snuffle mat and I'll scatter food in there. And I thought it was the the food. Like it wasn't like high enough value that she just was like, ah, this is kibble. I don't care. And she just walked away. And I'm like, I'll cut of get her to try to come back and she just, no nah, and walked away. Hmm. Okay. She just like, doesn't like
0: the texture of it or what do you think? She know, won't like even... No. probably we needed to do scatters around it first yeah because probably Definitely. the snuffle was new all in and of itself she's like i ain't putting my face in that thing i don't know
2: or yeah, yeah or maybe like put a paper towel on it so that part mm. of the stuff mm-hmm. will the part mm. yeah it might be just be you know how people won't touch things or they won't eat stuff because it look texturally looks weird or they won't touch something i think dogs feel that way too about a lot of stuff
1: that makes sense. <laughs> and I and the smarter calm- the smarter you know the Kong wobblers? I had one of those too, and I just
0: gave it away because she <laughs> she like, we we can't <laughs> use that because it's so loud. Yeah,
1: and I, we have I, one we that cut we cut like
0: that's it, much quieter. But she'll okay. yeah.
1: use um, when I put the West Pauls topples together. She'll yeah, use that. Yeah, yep, huh. and she'll cool. move that around and eat so it. So she
2: has some pretty specific preferences about things where some dogs kind of like people, some people are like, whatever, it's cool. I don't care. And me, I'm like, I'm not touching that. I'm not eating that. No, no. And no. Okay. That's important to know, because I think that to expect our dogs to change fundamental core things about themselves is unfair. I don't like all of the lights to be on and you're not going to train me to make them me like it. I don't, I prefer that they not be on. I can deal with them being on, but it bothers me. And I'm going to exhibit behaviors if I am overly bothered for too long by it. And so I think some of the stuff that's happening with her probably is like that. And then how do we provide a really good balance with some of these skills so that we're still honoring kind of who she is and not pushing her, but also
0: toddler, yeah. It, it, it doesn't seem like she is getting frustrated with the enrichment. It seems like she's sensitive to some of these and they're just like, it almost wouldn't be worth desensitizing her to the, to the cotton wobbler because it's so loud. Like, I don't like that. I don't want it in my home, which is what, so, um, yeah, I agree. I think having a couple of enrichment items that at least take Take meal time from what would be maybe like, you know, a four or five minute activity and make it like a 10 minute activity just to get her like slowing down. I don't mean necessarily physically because I know that she's not like at, at risk of just gobbling no. it down just just to have her have some fun with it and fun that isn't necessarily dependent on interacting with you. We don't you need to have like has, an endless list, just a couple.
2: Who's that account, um, Madison? I think it's Kingston, the doodle there's two little doodles. They look just like, almost just like Penelope. I like same color and everything. And they have this incredible Instagram account where they constantly put out DIY enrichment, um, because they live like in uh, some major city. And so they're always like showing you different, um, really, um, cost-effective enrichment, just different things that I have not seen before. Um, so you might check them out, too, because you, you run yeah. across something that seems, you know, that looks good one day.
1: Yeah. She will it's hard to come that. up with on your own. She, does, she, will, she will enjoy
0: a look back. Oh, good. Yeah. I her. just bought one of those for Enzo. Yeah. yeah. And he liked it. Yeah, good. Okay, so I want to jump down to the timeline real quick. We can adjust this a little bit, too, because I think we can actually go ahead and start using the cloth kennel as, like, a specific novel item for us to be working on the, de- um, the desensitization. So I think if you can just put that somewhere where she doesn't spend a whole lot of time, but she would like be aware of it and then just unzip every door and do nothing else for now. Um, and then we're going to start our four weeks together, um, what day is today? Monday. Monday. Yeah, we can start today. We'll start today. So um, next week we'll we'll talk about maybe doing something a little bit more with that. But I, I also will, will be curious to see if she like won't go within ten feet of that corner. If she goes and <laughs> is curious, you know, like me too, information <laughs> collecting because we're not like we're gonna take all the pressure off of it. Like, oh, no, girl, this is for me. This isn't even for you. Don't even worry about it, right? Um, and working on i feel like we do already have a good reinforcement history of the scatter but again building it up without necessarily having her wait or do anything else it's just find it nose to the ground like i want her to hear the cue find it and just just be sniffing and
1: so i did that last week on the on our evening walk i just mm -hmm. took uh, her evening meal with me and she did great so i just had to my brain had to be ready to say find it and let it go before yeah. anything else yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: that's great
2: yeah. Okay, I always awesome. just think of it like with Enzo I think of it as this like little red string like I'm throwing it and his head's going down like that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for I'm looking for immediate response and I like to think of it once he gets it it's just like me throwing glitter and flowers <laughs> out and people can see that I'm glittering and flowering I don't know <laughs> if that <laughs> helps <laughs>
0: That's probably how people say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think really heavily focusing on the stationing activity. So doing that free shaping with the unelevated bed, yes pay, yes, pay, yes, pay, yes, pay, release her, right? Just huge reinforcements on that bed with like no expectations. Um, I think A, that's going to just we're gonna see her start start to wanna go there and just just offer that up and hang out there. Um, I think very, very quickly, we're going to want to use that if she does get agitated or upset or stressed out and kind of looks to you like, walk over there and just kind of stare at the bed. And the second she gets on it, yes, pay, yes, pay, yes, pay. You know, again, I know we're, we're running out of time and I want to just very briefly and high level say a lot of separation anxiety specialists are not going to recommend you train with food, but (laughs) I feel that we lose a lot of opportunity to be really clear With these activities and building up reinforcement that doesn't necessarily have to have to do with us. Um, I think that Penelope, sometimes she looks like like she doesn't know what to do. And like we said, if you're not there, then she doesn't have direction. So we need to build self-suit. And to do that, we need there to be a station for that.
1: Mm -hmm. Are we naming this or we're just? Nope. No name.
0: No name. Okay. Just lots of lots of yeses lots of yeses over there. You can say, find it and sprinkle them right on there until she actually Mm -hmm. steps on it. And then just, yes, yes, yes. And so Mm -hmm. we will be checking in with you on Wednesday to see how things are going. So please feel free to submit videos between now and then.
2: Especially if you have questions about what you're doing on that stationing. Like I would rather you just do it wrong and try and just make sure you put the camera up and show us. And then we can be like, oh, actually, yeah. you know but but don't be like i don't know what i'm doing i'm just not gonna do it D- don't do that just try
0: okay. and, and do the best you can thanks so much for your time today christina and i'll talk to you soon unpacked was created by jerry sheriff and madison simpson and edited and produced by josh wasta under the supervision of straight up dog talk llc and emily breslin see you next time